You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Oh yeah, good morning everybody. Happy, happy Thursday. It's Pre-Market Prep time. I'm Spencer, there's Joel, there's Dennis. What do you think we're going to talk about today? I'll, I'll give you a hint. Um, Trump stock, Trump stock. That, that's, that's one thing we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Tesla. We're going to talk about IBM. Uh, we're uh, Las Vegas Sands. Uh, we we got some stocks. We got some stocks. Chat's all over it. Chat's fired up this morning. I, I can see it. I, I can tell already. But but from the 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 pace of comments in the chat, everyone is fired up. We are fired up as well. <laughs> Hit that like button for us. Let's roll with the charts, Joel. How are we doing this morning? Uh, we're in the red here uh, by 14 and a quarter handles. 45, 13, 75 is where we're trading. Uh, that's down. New all-time closing high yesterday. Not a new all-time high, but closing high. So that's a good thing. Uh, crude down 55 cents at 82.87. You have gold down 650 at 1778.30. Silver in the red by 29 and a half cents at 24.15. Bitcoin off 1400 bucks at 65.260. But Ethereum going the other way. Ethereum's up $113 at 42.48 and a quarter. Good morning, Triple D. Fired up as usual. Uh, what do you what do you want to talk about? Trump stock, Trump stock. I'm gonna say that all day. That's from Kramer's show, obviously. But oh, uh, did he say that? No, he had the button. Remember back like four years ago. Oh yeah, he yeah, got a lot yeah. Of bad money, and when Trump became president, he like whenever there was a stock that would Trump, you know, it would help. He'd press the button. Trump stock, Trump stock. Now we actually have a Trump stock. It's cool. This was a headline. I, I'm sort of mad at myself for not seeing this one coming. You know, I like this in hindsight seems like the most obvious thing in the world. A Trump's back. I mean, it's a, it, it's a match made in, in heaven, right? 
and a social what's he so he's gonna launch a social media platform it's a so yes it's a new social media platform it's going to be called truth social truth your your symbol for and and this is this is why we care about it because you know we have a spac symbol here dwac uh this chart is interesting the reaction to this yeah i'm I'm showing it i'm showing it uh so for uh, okay so first of all Wow, I'm not quite sure. If you look on the right hand side, there, you see that big candle phone. Yep, that I have no, I have no idea what what that's from. That, that's from the the SPAC IPO like three weeks ago. I have no idea what that's about. We're talking about the left side of the screen, though, the top left and the bottom left. That's from last night. This when, thing had twenty bucks. This yeah, thing is twenty dollars. I got to go look at the tape of this one. It <laughs> These 4 a.m. traders that are just chasing price. And again, we should go on the rant for about 30 seconds here before we get into the Trump stock, which is using this as an example. If you are chasing, if you're so hot for the stock overnight, you can't wait for the 4 a.m. open. You're going to pay any price possible. You're probably buying at a really bad price. And right in the opening candle, it looks like we hit $20. It has been cut in half. If you bought at $20, you are likely never getting your money back, or at least not any time in the near future. Um, it's come right back down. We know SPACs have huge support under 10 because that's where you can get your money back if you don't want to go through with the deal. So pre-deal, obviously, you can have an announced deal. But after you know the deal is announced, until the merger is closed, there's the option for uh, shareholders to just get their 10 bucks back. That's why you don't, re- you rarely see these things trade like much below like 980, 970 um, after the fact. Now, once the merger closes, then it becomes a new company, then it can go anywhere it wants. But I would expect major support down at $10 on this, obviously, for those obvious reasons. I don't know if it's going back. Maybe the buzz will bring it back up a bit, but holy, 20 bucks, you can forget about that. Uh, you don't even want to know what the volume was. I'm yes, yes, we do. I'm trying to open up. Yes, we do, right Joel. A couple hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, somebody's really excited. I'm going to look right now. So right off the bat, the initial print, it looks like I've got $13. So it actually climbed. So it looks like it opened. The opening bar was 13 So you can see right at the bottom of that candle. I'm just actually looking right at the tape right now. Um, I, you can't see it on my screen, but I'm just going through the consolidated tape. So it opened at 13 and The next minute, it ran to 14 and then it kept running. The next minute was 16. So at 402, it's already 16 and a half. Then it went to 17. Then at four by four, here's the top, here's the top print. Actually, believe it or not, five shares were bought at 2270. So it was an odd lot. Oh that won't show odd lots. So somebody really got excited and bought five shares at $22.70. That was a 402.32. A uh, bunch of shares, not not a ton of shares, 100 shares. Uh, went off 69 shares at 20, 20 shares, all odd lots, all really small trades. And you know what that's telling me? A lot of retail traders because, you know, a, one, you know, a professional's probably not trading in 5, 10, 20 share lots, neither of the algos. So then quickly in the next minute falls to 16, 15, 16. That bounced around for a bit in the 15, 16 area for the, like, the next 20 minutes. But definitely overshooting that opening candle. And then the slow, slow leak, 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 leak. Joel showing. I like the way you do that. Just showing. Yeah, that's the good. Leak, leak, leak. Um, and all the way back down. So obviously 1086 here now. Again, I would expect huge support down at $10. I don't know if you're going to get that low today. Uh, but if it did get down there, 
it usually they usually they yeah. usually get sucked into it to be honest usually these spacs eventually do get sucked back in in 10 bucks wow. but this is a trump one it'll have some buzz it's going to be talked about a lot in media so i'm not sure it's yeah. going to get all the way down to 10 today what, what, wow. what do you mean we're, we're below 10 no it's uh, oh no, we're not. no you're looking I'm at sorry. the close you're, you're looking right at i'm the sorry from i'm sorry wow. yes, yes yeah we're right. 1087 1040 right. is the pre-market low yep okay um very interesting trading so so okay tell us more tell us more social media stock yeah yeah i mean i'm gonna get chris catchy on the stream here uh probably later today uh i don't think he's don't know if he's available uh right now but yeah it's gonna be called truth social it's 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 from it's from the trump media and technology group that's the that's like the 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 parent company here um, and you know, we know that Trump got, got banned from all the social platforms, right? Um, so he's coming up Twitter. with his own, so he's making his own. Frankly, I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah, um, actually, it's surprising. It took this yeah. Long. So all I can say is, and then we'll move and we'll, we'll move on. And I'm, I'm going to try to be a little heavy with the, the moderation today in chat, especially w- with Mitch out. But, uh, <laughs> um, all I can say is I hope it goes Where's better Mitch? than Stop. Mitch, Mitch abandoned us to go to a formula one race in come on. Mitch and, isn't allowed days off. And, is he going to be here tomorrow? And, no. He, what no. is going he's on out Monday here? Too. Did Mitch, he pass Mitch, this with Jason? Mitch is going to Austin, Texas to go see Formula One. Formula One racing. Yeah. It so sounds I, like it's it sounds it sounds like a party to be honest with you. Yes, <laughs> I bet yes, you that's does. a pretty good party. All I can say, and then we'll move on, is I, I hope this goes better. I hope this works better for Trump than you know Trump Steaks or Trump Airlines or Trump Vodka or Trump University or. Trump Network or the Taj Mahal or the Castle or the Casinos or the Plaza Hotel or any of those. I'm businesses. not sure I'm investing. They all failed. So I hope this works better for him than that. I, I'm a trader down below 10, though. Yeah. Okay. We have we have a level. We have <laughs> that, Dennis. Every SPAC, it's the same thing. They get sucked yeah. back into 10. I'm going to let Dennis handle the technicals on this one. It's SPACs and the fundamentals. Animal. You know what the trade has been in all these SPAC deals? You sell the pop. There's, there's no thing it seems like better to sell the rip on. <laughs> Then a SPAC merger announcement. Like selling the rip on those things just works. And you think in this case, okay, it's Trump. He's got a huge following. You know, maybe actually it's going to hold on. No, it couldn't even hold on for four hours. So all the way back to back in. Again, I don't think it's going. I wouldn't be surprised. You're 1086 now. So your downside's like 90 cents at this point in time. So at a certain point in time, you think, oh, maybe I take a shot. But that's still 9%. And it seems like these things eventually do have a date back with, you know, 10. If so, Mitch was so here, Mitch would say, "Move on." Okay. Well, yeah, no, we Mitch will. likes spacs. He might I, talk I, about this I, even I just, more. No, it's been. It's, I think it's been twelve months since we've seen a spac do that. Like off the off the announcement. There's not a lot on the merger deal. You're right. Yeah. They don't ever even get off yeah. the map okay. because the algos are already hitting them fifty cents up. Yep. So all right. okay, so yeah. all right, let's move on here. It's been twelve minutes. We're going to move on from that. Uh, Tesla is your story of the okay, uh, let's go. Your, your other story of the day aside from the, the trump's back of tesla uh earnings out last night and they were good once again right if you think back to last quarter um tesla sort of showed everybody because all the other automakers were like chip shortages it's hard for us right now and tesla was like no not we're, we're fine we're fine with the with with, with chips we're, you know we're still sourcing some chips um and their deliveries were strong but we knew that already so last night they come out with their earnings for the prior quarter the earnings were good eps beat sales beat um talked about their their timeline for their uh facilities in germany uh ramping production still in, in shanghai timeline for the facility in austin um, and I know there was a big debate going on this morning on TV between our old buddies, Gene and Gordon, 
Um, but the stock was very zigzaggy last night after hours, but the numbers were good. The numbers were, were okay. And expectations were just super high. I mean, these numbers were, were, were great, to be honest, but it doesn't matter because you've got a stock that has run up substantially before the report. Again, we're going to say the alpha extraction from being long major names before they report is quite strong. I'm going to say it's better than a 52% edge. It might be even as high as 60 um that you know you make money by buying these stocks ahead of the reports the same thing okay two days you know it wasn't running but i mean you look at this for 10 day run on this thing 10 days ago 783 went off the board 865 so yes the s p has a lot to do with that but i'm going to say the s p wasn't up 10 percent the last nope. seven trading days nope. so you definitely have some major outperformance although the s p was up pretty good too actually over that time so uh tesla big run in big expectations don't meet the higher expectations Stock is still loved. Margins are still great. Chips, they did talk on the conference call, Spencer, about some concerns there. So maybe in the last quarter wasn't affecting them, but they kind of were hinting going forward that they may have chip issues. So, I mean, so they're not immune to this, as Kathy Wood thought they were. Um, So we'll see what happens going forward. And that might be why it's down a little bit on this report, because they were talking a little bit about the chip issue. Uh, but in you know, in any regard here, does this eventually have a date with a thousand? I, I don't see why not. Uh, we pre market low, we're trading right on the pre market low. I see a, a daily low at eight fifty one fifty seven, and after that, you got a gap to fill at eight eight forty three twenty three. So there's a little gap area to fill. On the way up, I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that close at uh, 6580, 6650580. So I'll give that as uh, resistance. Now it, it's had a, it's had a big run, maybe cool a little bit, cool off period. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it has actually a couple gaps to fill. But that's what I'm looking at. Uh, first support, if you take out uh, 5147, 84321. Uh, I forget who it was in the chat. Just was like Tesla's overvalued. Well, yeah, it's been it's been the case for the for forever. For years. Has it never has it ever not been overvalued? I don't know, but it keeps going up. It's not a stock that trades on valuation. GameStop is not a stock that trades on valuation. I yep. mean, this is trade yeah. on story and hype. The story is not going away. We know they produce a fraction of the cars, but let's give them some credit. Their margins are a hell of a lot better than you know a lot of the others, and that's one something maybe a point that we hardly make on the show is that the margins are incredible at Tesla compared to like Ford, GM, Toyota. Yeah. So, I mean, if they can keep up those margins, now, I now, mean, they I, should I have know, a higher valuation, at least from, from the cars that they're selling. And part of that come, has to do with, with, with selling cars in China, right? Because if you think about it, like they make the cars that are made in China and then are sold in China don't have to get shipped to another country, right? bigger margins on those so that those two things kind of go i think marketing too is just enormous they don't have really much marketing expenses they don't have the physical showrooms really anymore joel they got rid of those i mean it's all word of mouth really you know everybody talks about it tesla's talked about everywhere How, how often do you see a tesla commercial joel on tv you, you, you've never, I've never seen one. They I've don't never exist. Seen one. They don't exist. You think about that. You think about how often you see, you know, a General Motors or how often you see a Ford, Ford. commercial. The amount of money spent marketing by the other automobile makers is an incredible amount of money. And Tesla doesn't have to do any of that. So the story has carried that as well and, it, and allows them not to have any marketing expenses, really. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to consider, you know, what. You know, what are their margins? It's like, it's ridiculous. It's up like 40%, isn't it? 20, 25. I think it's higher than that. 
25 percent anyways the margins on like four gm are like sometimes fractions of a percent maybe it's higher right now because people are paying above sticker price but i mean you look at that and you think okay well they've done a lot of things right you got to give musk a lot of credit does the valuation make sense it's never made sense is it ever going to make sense maybe not that's why you know i try to be bearish of stock for a long time and it, it, it the bear trade just has failed so that's why i'm like Probably goes higher. Now, you know, do we get a pullback? Do we get, you know, pullbacks with the market? Sure. But I don't see this story cooling off anytime soon. I just did a control. I put up the transcript of the call. Did a control F for the word Bitcoin? Zero. Oh, they didn't mention Bitcoin? No mentions of Bitcoin at all really? on the call yesterday. So. Okay. So, Tesla. We don't, Tesla we don't care about that anymore, apparently. No. Bitcoin, though. Bitcoin new all-time highs again, Joel, or what? Uh, we're well. Yesterday we did, yesterday but we uh, did. backing off a little bit today after the. You see uh, high blockchain. It's come down. No. It's down a little bit this morning, but man, Frank Frank's doing some things right here in the last thirty percent run in five days in that stock. Yeah, it's been a nice run. Okay, taking it back. Go back. Our chat is so funny today, man. Uh, what are they I, saying today? Easy, Mike. Just go. Read it, read it. He goes, I love this chat. It's like Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) (laughs) The chat's good, man. You know, and we and we have some haters in there. It's like ten percent. It's like probably like twenty percent haters, eighty percent, you know, gives us some love. And the haters are funny too, man. Like it wouldn't be a good chat without that. And then you get the war going no, on. And of course. Everybody's That's always, cool. you say something, you know, you, like they, they want to give us, a, it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, it's all kind of fun. It's fun. And still they start threatening your life, Dennis. Well, yeah. yeah, well, that, yeah no, that, that, but our yeah. chat has never done that. I don't think I've ever seen threats. It's those social media DMs like that. It's like, you better watch your back. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Block. <laughs> well, Dennis, oh, yeah. if, 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 oh, you mute, if you mute someone, they won't know you, that you can't see them. So if, you, if you're blocked, you can know that you're blocked. If you mute I, them. I, I block. As soon as I, I, okay, I take a lot. I don't block enough, probably. Okay. Better. But oh boy! They this start show to say something hill. personal, or they start to say, and you know me. Usually, ninety percent of it's oh, that's about your name. last name. Okay, you know, yeah. last name Dick. That's yeah. a low hanging fruit. So we'll hit that one out of the park first. So yeah, that's obviously, you know, that's okay. you know, like I've never got that before. These people are so original. But anyways, <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, I'm, I'm moving. I love- All right, Spencer. Spencer, Spencer the chat is good. You know, the hate we get in the chat is still just, you know, differing opinions and stuff. I've never seen a threat from the chat. So the chat, we love our chat. We love you haters. We love the lovers. We love everyone. So they're, they're, they go. We in. just don't like the threatening stuff. Okay. Um, social media. And that doesn't I, I, happen very often. That's I, very, I, 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 oh, think, I think Joel is this close to threatening uh, the, the CEO of IBM. I'll tell you that much because uh, IBM was making shareholders here. blue again. What? Big blue making shareholders blue. Yes, yes. We never talk about this stock. We never talk about why. What do you want to talk about IBM for? (laughs) This, this has got to be. You think about. They were into you know Watson twenty years ago. What happened? You know, and and they just dropped the ball on like everything. They literally they don't even know how to play the game. So I mean, they had to buy Red Hat. It's their only business is doing well, and they so paid that's up. all they can do is buy growth. I mean, it's old, it's cash cow. This stock has gone nowhere for twenty years. Where was it twenty years ago? Let's give the case on IBM. Hey, Where zoom was it out. Twenty, years? 20 well, years ago. Go back as far as you can go. 
Okay. Let's go. Let's 2013 or 200. So in the last 10 years of the one of the best tech bull markets we have ever seen, IBM has been cut in half in that time. This has okay. been the worst stock to invest in for a very, very long time. I got on board like a few years ago because I thought the blockchain, but they can't do anything with that either. You don't even hear anything with blockchain. So I thought, oh, IBM's going to be a blockchain play. And remember where it's popping up? And I was like, oh, this could go. No, because they dropped the ball on that too. So very, very, very disappointing stock to own for the long haul. Um, it seems like they always somehow disappoint shareholders. Yes, you get a nice little 4.8% dividend. And that worked very well in a non-inflationary environment. But an inflationary environment with growth only coming from basically Red Hat. Do I want to own IBM? No, I don't. Is it going to pop back? I mean, 120, 140, you know, is it there trades in here? Sure. Is this going to my long-term invest portfolio? No. They just can't figure it out. Uh, you're coming up to an area, a potential area of support. You're just skimming along the bottom of the daily chart. You have one, two, three lows in the same area. So if you're looking just for a shorter term target, those three lows, they're really they're really hawking 133. 13278, 3294, 3347. That's uh, you know, three, four lows. See if you get a bounce off that area. If not, your next support, ooh boy, that doesn't come on the monthlies. That doesn't look good. Dennis mentioned uh 11876. That was your March 2000 March 2021 low. Okay, Las Vegas Saints here. Earnings per share missed. They lost 48 cents per share last quarter versus an estimate of a 21-cent loss. Ooh. Sales missed badly, $857 million versus $1.29 billion on the estimate. Uh, so a miss on the top and the bottom line for LVS. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, revenues, uh, you can't compare year over year, guys. Let's not do that. We don't care about year over year comparisons because last year was a mess. Um, right. what else do I see here? What? Yeah, yeah, positive EBITDA in each of their markets, but that's not enough. Uh, so, uh, um, you know what, though, if you believe in the reopening trade, you're probably buying the step. So if you believe in the great reopening, you know, we know we had a pause in the reopening, but if we think that we are starting to get past this, we've got some, you know, therapies that deal with this, people aren't as scared to do things. I think when Las Vegas Sands have come down enough where I'd rather own these than the airlines, actually, I'll say that to you. I'd probably even own these rather than the cruise lines. So I don't mind it here. If you're buying this dip today and I had Las Vegas Sands, I think I still do. I think I still remember I sold half. I got to look at that portfolio. I think I still have half of my Las Vegas Sands. So I am, I guess, talking my book. I sold half of it up at 44 when we had that run in August. And I was like, oh, I got, I'd bought it at 52, just terrible because I thought the great reopening was going to happen. Terrible buy. Came all the way back down and then it got back up and I got half of it back. And I was like, you know, so I, I sold half. I might rebuy the other half back. $38 area is an area of interest. You're trading in the mid 38. I kind of like it. Yeah. Man, there's just so much competition out there for this. I, I don't know. I don't know. About but people, people are but... going back. You know, this isn't Vegas. Maybe I should go win instead, right, Spencer? If I really want exposure to like Vegas, because Las Vegas Sands isn't really Vegas anymore, or, or or MGM, yeah, or MGM. But MGM is a different animal. That stock has just not got a dip. I mean, you're buying like MGM up at like basically all time highs. Why okay. so different? Question to chat even to the chat. Why has MGM been such an outperformer over when in Las Vegas stands? I don't follow it closely enough, but there's obviously got to be some fundamental stuff in there. 
why MGM is just best of breed. Anybody question. know? No. I MGM, don't. like look at the long-term chart MGM, Joel. We are not far off if we, we may even be at all-time highs. You got to go back. <laughs> We're at five-year highs. Go back yeah. further. Go back well, further. higher than that back in 2013? Well, MGM didn't lose their figurehead CEO and when did. No, I think we're close to all-time highs on it. Yeah, I think this is. That's uh, incredible. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, there you no, go. No, 08, no, 07. No, oh, no. nice. The financial crisis. We forgot about the financial crisis where stocks never come back from <laughs> $95 a share. So get back to the financial crisis. You go far enough back. If you're not a tech stock, there's a high I, likelihood. You I, I don't, go back I don't know. Lives. I don't, and the chat's on this too. I don't know how much China or Macau exposure that MGM has. I think they maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that could that 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 could be it. That they're benefiting from the chaos over there. Regulatory I think I like when I think I think at this point in time, maybe it's when maybe it's Penn too because you get the Barstool Sports Penn pulled back yesterday. Although ugly little double top from the last two days. I I, I kind of wanted some exposure here because I still think the reopening trade like you know you know I've been kind of you know hinting around like you know should I buy the airline should I buy some of these cruise lines that keep going down every day. Uh, but if you think the reopening trade is eventually coming back, and I think it is, like I think people are eventually going to go out and do stuff. I think they're eventually. Gonna I think go they have back. people are. I think people are. I think uh, they are. I think they are too. I think they got spooked. I think the whole reopening trade got put on pause three or four months ago. You know, because we had the Delta surge, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're looking and we're seeing cases spread. My buddy, remember in the summer, he was supposed to go to Disney, cancel the trip because he see the cases in Florida. I think that we're starting to get. You know, hopefully, maybe pass. Eventually, I believe we're going to get past this. You got to hope we're going to get past this COVID thing, and we get back to some business as usual. And your people are going to want to go out and do physical things. We know restaurants have been suffering. I don't know. I kind of want some exposure to the casinos. All right. Well, this thirty-eight dollar area maybe uh, your lucky charm. Then it's uh, halfway back of that little rally it had. So people that missed the rally off that thirty-five and a half low. You're getting a relook at it. You got a daily low there too at uh, 38.20. So there, see, see if 38 holds. Maybe get a little bounce today. Only down a buck oh seven. If you're trying to sneak out, uh, you know, on the, the the low of the range from yesterday, that's 39 and a quarter. Okay, we have a lot more things to discuss, but even though there's no room on our on our on the right-hand side topics list, but we got a lot more tickers. Crocs? So, uh, yeah, Crocs. Crocs. Well, let's go to Crocs. It is your big, one of your big movers of the morning. It's my one, two, three, fourth biggest gainer this morning on my filters tool in Benzinga Pro. Uh, earnings per share for Crocs out this morning. This is for a Q3, $2.47 versus $1.88 Jeez. estimate. Two. Sales of six twenty-five or six ten million dollars. They're guiding sales growth for this year of sixty-two to sixty-five percent. They're guiding sales growth of next year of twenty percent compared to this year. So wow. I don't know still who is bu- who's buying these. I, I because I've had the same pair for fifteen years and. I will continue to have that same pair of slippers, um, but people are buying Crocs apparently. This has got to be one of the greatest, um, one of the the greatest like <laughs> companies here. Like holes with shoes, you know, shoes with holes in them. And I mean, it's just been unbelievable. 
uh, that the move that this thing has just sustained. You always think, you keep thinking, okay, this is it. And, you know, back in, you know, obviously beginning of 2020, it was $40 and it fell. Everything got destroyed back in March 2020. Got down to $8. $152 now from eight. You're talking about a stock that is up 2,000% in a matter of a year and a half. So I don't even one of the greatest moves. I think I've seen the stock in a long time. 2,000% if the stock is up in the last 16 or 18 months. That's incredible. Should it have been at eight? Obviously not. Should it be at 152? I don't know anymore. I mean, this company just blows it away every single time. Whenever you count them out, they come back again. You made a great point in the pre-pre-market show. It's like, I don't totally get it because I have a pair of Crocs. Yeah. I've had them for like seven years and they're good. You've said what? You've had your Crocs yeah, for like, I- how I, long, I, Spencer? I've had my Crocs, my Crocs slippers since high school. You know, I, I, I basically, <laughs> they, they I don't basically, wear out. I basically wear them in the winter to like, you know, take the trash down and things like that. Um, and they're, they're going to last for the rest of my life. I think. I know. So, like you think about like the planned obsolescence where you, you know, you have like, you know, a TV and it's got to break every seven years. So they can sell you another TV. Right. Crocs doesn't seem to do that. These shoes just don't wear out and they don't break. I mean, I bought my daughter a pair of shoes. I should say my wife because I don't shop. My wife bought my daughter a pair of shoes yeah. just off Amazon. They were nice looking shoes. They're, the soles wore out in four months. I mean, these Crocs don't wear out. They're fantastic shoes. I don't get like, and if everybody wants, everybody's got a pair. They don't need it anymore because they don't wear out. But they keep selling them. Let, 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 let's let's go to the Crocs. Steel toe website. Crocs. That's a cool idea. I didn't know that steel toe Crocs. I'd buy steel toe Crocs. I let's go to the Crocs website here so we can actually. This is any. this is a big. I mean, a lot of people are getting their money back on this one, right? Because you had you got near one sixty five, went down to one twenty five. I think if. Boy, boy, if you're not reading the register, then you got some targets. I would say 150, this 153 area is interesting to me because there are two highs in that area, two daily highs from the 28th and 29th. And then you move up to 157.20. Keep an eye on that pre-market high. And, of course, if you're trying to short it, to blast through that pre-market high, it just keeps on going. But uh, don't that seller, we just under 154 that 153 area is just sticking out to me pair of, pair of daily highs before it really took a took a dump all right we're on crocs.com i'm just looking curious with like what they sell besides like the, the the crocs that we all know right so they got slides they got sandals sneakers boots socks i don't know apparently whatever they're doing they're doing it whatever right they're doing it's yeah, working <laughs> All right. Whatever wow. they're doing, they are doing it right. They continue to do it right. Just an incredible story here. So, okay. Let's move uh, it, on. It, it, it sort of takes your breath away a little bit. Uh, okay. I want to move away from the earnings for a second. We'll, we'll, we'll get back because there are more of them. But I want to talk DD here because DD is trading higher because of D-I-D-I. something DIDI. Uh, the Chinese internet regulator suggested that DD, actually, it's not just DD, it's DD and it's ticker BZ. And it's ticker YMM. Those are all um, sort of in the crosshairs here. Good uh, news coming from China? Like yes, yes. Lines? China's internet regulator wow. suggested that those three companies, again, DD, BZ, and YMM, that they do an IPO in Hong Kong. And that would appear to That's be good That's good news, huh? I, uh, apparently. I, I think anything, frankly, I think anything that suggests that they are 
going to be taken like that the government's like taking them off their radar or that the the investigation is like wrapping up anything that suggests that's happening is probably good news and that's what this suggests to me that they're like their investigation is you know wrapping winding up, down winding down yeah, i mean this stock has went from 16 down to eight because basically a lot to do with obviously chinese government so i mean this is good news i guess um it's had a nice base consolidated nicely i think above 815 the bulls are now starting to get into control you're breaking the downtrend here um above 10 gets a lot more interesting uh, you know do you want to be early do you think it's going to 10 i i don't know i i still have trouble because i don't know what the next headline that's coming over there but nice you, little i'm gonna pass nice. i'm passing yeah, nice little pop. I mean, if you're looking for a lot more follow through uh, to the upside, uh, this this pre market high, which uh, comes in at nine twenty three, that lines up really well with two daily highs at nine nineteen and nine twenty. So there's a potential target. After that, it opens up to nine fifty four. So when you get that, when you get the pre market highs coinciding with a couple daily highs, it's a little bit more significance to it. Yeah. I don't know so, why they would say why they would send them over there, but or get the listing over there. But if it's a sign they're lightening up a little bit, then that's a good sign for the for these stocks. Question um, or not a question? Should we go to the PayPal because everybody's yes, talking yes, about it in the chat? Yes, yes, yes. I, I well, I was going to get there actually. Uh, so Joel and I discussed this yesterday. Oh no, we didn't. Joel and I didn't, but Mitch and I did. It's not every day that you get uh, a midday M and A rumor. Nope. Involving two big companies that everyone's heard of. And that's what we got yesterday. PayPal reportedly having conversations, according to Bloomberg, with Pinterest, theoretically at a price of $70 per share or more. We don't really know. That's just what the one reports. Sure. PayPal to buy Pinterest, maybe, kind of, sort of. What's we the don't synergies know. here? I don't, I don't know. Totally get it? Well, actually, no, I do get it a little bit. It, it, it's an e-commerce play, right? That's what PayPal is. It's an e-commerce play. That's what Pinterest is. It's e-commerce, right? It, I, it, it makes some sense. Oof. I mean, big pop and pins. Obviously, people speculating that it could be over $70 at 61 Nothing happened yesterday. Yeah, That's nothing. why you see it leaking today. Um, because people expect, you know, overnight to get excited and it was actually trading up a little bit more last night. They're like, maybe it'll get announced in the morning. It doesn't get announced. Every time, every day that goes by, it doesn't get announced. Usually these things leak a little bit. If another rumor breaks, if favor breaks, more information, obviously that new information is going to get priced in. But, you know, as more time goes on, then you start thinking, okay, maybe this deal isn't happening. The stock often leaks back. Yeah. So it's hard to trade anything technically when you've got a stock that is potentially in play. Because we just don't know if there's a deal here or not. Yeah, I mean the street is not not buying the seventy dollar price, right? Even when it, the news came out yesterday, it only went to sixty six. So it's just a rumor. Yeah, yeah. it's just they a rumor. Play it to trade to the price. Yeah, I like that. Is said, you know, you could come east. You know, if this thing falls apart, it could easily come back down to the fifty five area. And then you know, people that were banking on a deal yesterday. Or you know, got in earlier, whatever. Sixty-two, sixty-eight is the close. Big bump up in volume. I'd look at that as a resistance, and just keep your eye on the tape. See if a deal comes through. Pull, pull uh, up the PayPal. Pull got, up, yeah, pull up the PayPal. PayPal got hit off this. Right, right. And I want to repeat what. Rightfully Ed so, if they're going to pay a huge premium for Pinterest, which is already trading like not at a cheap valuation. Yeah, I, I want to read Ed's comment in the chat. PayPal is desperate after a firm showed up. It's a hail mary. 
there's well, there some you go. You got Square buying Afterpay, right? And you have PayPal like going after Pinterest. Um, what? Why? And Kramer, I think, made this point too. Why are you not going after something in the pure payment space? Like, I and Kramer, I think Kramer said affirmed or somebody said affirmed, which you know, I I don't know. I, you know, maybe, maybe they don't want to pay that valuation either, and it's really run the stock. But I don't get the Pinterest. I don't get it. Why going after that target? I, but That's anyway, it. but anyway, PayPal will trade it down as as acquirers often do. Yeah, they do. Um, so, so if if that's what if they're trying to juice their stock, this had the opposite effect. I don't know. A nice segue into you know another merger, which a small one we had today: RJF and TSC. TSC. So we've got what, RJF what trading TSC? down four dollars, and they're acquiring tri capital. capital tsc cash yeah. in stock six bucks do you have it in front of you so i do I have it it's, okay yeah rjf is going to buy tsc six dollars a share in cash plus 0.25 raymond james shares yeah so when you get the pure cash plays rarely do the acquirers they don't have to trade down as much but you got to understand the arbitrage effects obviously you know we on saturday we talked about risk arbitrage um, I'm, I actually was you know, trying to be one of the first people trading this, you know, right. First I couldn't, I was trying to get TSC because you can see, okay, it was 31 RJF, you know, basically not moved, but there wasn't much market in RJF either last night. So it's like, you don't really have the hedge cause there's no bids in it. So, but you know, you're looking at last night trading 27, 28. I'm like, well, if they're not going to bring it up to at least 29 or 30, you know, you're going to hit RJF because the Arabs will make it up there. So basically what has to happen is it needs to trade up to that valuation discounting for risk. The deal doesn't go through, which is super small on a case like this because you small know, deal. it's a small deal. Yep. And then, you know, time value of money, which is a little higher than it was maybe last year, but still pretty insignificant. So you not naturally think, okay, it should trade like 30. If RJF's going to go flat, TSC should probably trade 30. But now what they're doing is they're bringing down the RJF place. So it's just because you see 31, don't think it trades 31. Because RJF comes down, so for every four dollars that RGF falls, obviously TSC, if you gave me that 0.25, is going to fall back. So if you're looking at it right now, that kind of makes sense. So we're 29 and a half, where it's trading right now, kind of makes sense. You think 31, 50 cent discount, because right now the cash deal would be 30 because RJF's down four dollars. So I was trying to short RJF last night on that merger. Um, I got an odd lot. That was it. Um, obviously, you know it's come down after it would have been nice to get some more shares but there was just nothing there and i wasn't going to hit it down four dollars because i'd be giving up all the edge which obviously people are doing now um tsc at 28 last night was a deal it's 29 and a half now it's kind of back in line to where it should be i would say but it was slow to respond there was definitely an opportunity for risk guards out there last night just if they were just taking the guts to just go along the tsc saying they're probably not knocking 10 bucks off the price of rjf Couple strange candles over the last month in this one. Look at this one. Uh, on the twenty seventh, you had a big bolt, and then the deal was announced after the close, right? Or was it obviously? Oh yeah, no, it was like five yeah. o'clock. It was while big day yesterday. There must have been someone must have been reading. Somebody the got the memo on TSC. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. The nice but... candle yesterday. If you do look at yesterday's candle, we are looking. If you're looking at the charts, Joel's looking in the top right hand corner. Yeah, there. right here. Yeah, that's a nice candle. I don't know if somebody got the memo or not. Banks were having an okay day yesterday, so maybe it's coincidence, but we'll we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, I want to talk Roku here for a second. 
a a new twist on on a headline that's that's that has been out there. So if you if you've been following the story, you know that Roku and and Google have been uh, at odds with each other, trying to strike a deal to continue having Google's apps and such on the Roku platform. Uh, thus far, it's really hinged on YouTube TV. Now, apparently, Roku, Roku sent out a statement last night to their their customers, basically saying like youtube tv as well as youtube like the actual actual youtube app will not be on roku if we can't get a deal with google um roku was trading down this morning off of this because it's youtube i think is like the number two app in terms of hours that people spend watching i think i think i think it no youtube the youtube app on roku though the YouTube app, I think, in general, I think, mm. I think it's behind Netflix in terms number of number two. Hours, I believe of, that in terms of just hours that people spend watching. Oh, I spend um, hours on YouTube too. Sometimes, right, right. There's so, cool so, so, and you know what? You can't find what you're looking for. You usually find it on YouTube. Right, right exactly. So, it, it, it's hard if you're Roku. It's hard to be an over-the-top streaming service and not give your customers access to YouTube. But that's what basically what Google is threatening here. They're basically saying like. We're not gonna let you put YouTube. Forget YouTube TV because that's pretty small. We're, we're not even gonna let you put YouTube on our yeah. pla- uh, right on, on your platform. Well, that's concerning. No. My parents watch our show on their Roku on YouTube. So. Well, they're not gonna be able <laughs> so to do that. Much oh, that's actually not good for us because we're probably have a lot of Roku uh, people who have Rokus that are watching our show right now on YouTube on their Roku. So put, put a one in the way. Either. Put a one in the chat if you are watching this show via your YouTube on Roku right now. I just want to know if, if you're using your Roku, you, you're I know YouTube my parents on Roku do for sure. I, I'm just curious. Hmm. Oh, we got one. Eduardo's doing it. Oh, Akash is doing it. Sarah's oh. doing it. We're in oh. trouble here. We got a. We got Anthony's doing it. And Juan's doing it. Mad's doing it. And Denver's doing it. Oh, and Miami's doing it. Oh man, we got a lot of people watching YouTube <laughs> on the Roku watching our show. This oh, is no. not good for our viewership. By puts. <laughs> buy puts on pre-market prep because <laughs> <laughs> half our viewers here. they'll find a way you guys put a one if you'll still find a way to watch us <laughs> spotify well you can't watch us you can still go to youtube wait what YouTube happened or, you know, with uh what what happened with comcast buying roku remember yeah, that, that rumor that was not that, that was, was that, i, I that don't know was, how real that was i don't know how real that is either uh Roku's had has had a fifty buck move off the low. So if you feel, I mean, I see great support at three twenty five or three twenty. Uh, yeah, a couple of quiet double days bottom. there, but uh, three twenty five is halfway back. And so if you like that, a couple lows in the three twenty four area. But man, it's it's trying to work on a green candle for the month. I think you may see some people trying to buy the dip on this one. That's what people are doing in the S and P five hundred index futures. Uh, we are now only down six and a quarter. We've had a real a nice rally. What a, eight, what nine a bounce point, really. There, yeah. Maybe they like the jobless claims or something. Maybe they just buy the dip, Joel. <laughs> Always. Always. But stop uh, dip buying, it seems like this market. Can't can't stop, won't stop. Okay. Uh we can go back to earnings and then we'll do some ticker time in the chat. Um ATT was out this morning. The EPS was very good, 87 cents versus 78 cents. Their sales was also above estimates uh, and they it looks like they reaffirmed their yes they, they they reaffirmed their guidance and said they expect that their previously given guidance expect to be at the at the high end of that range that they had previously given 
I'm going to um, give you the two resistance points here. Verizon 54 should be massive resistance. It's almost came all the way back from where it broke down from. We always say old support becomes new resistance. I don't see why it won't. AT&T is 27 bucks. It gets anywhere near 27. You have bag holder central that a lot of people were trying to buy that bottom. And then it broke down so quickly there. So I think people will be wanting to get their money back up at 27. I think there's people in this that look at the 7.93% dividend and think it's still a 7.93% yeah. dividend because it has, it, it's, it, if you look at most of your platforms, it's still showing a 7.93% dividend. It's not anymore because now it's been cut in half. Yeah. I don't so know why they it... haven't adjusted that on a lot of platforms because I have multiple people saying, how can you go wrong with a 7% dividend on AT&T? I go to them, well, you got to do some more homework because it's no longer a 7.93% dividend anymore. It has been cut. So that was the last payment on the last quarter. And now the dividend, I believe it's halved, Spencer. Is it halved? Is that what yeah, did? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, so that, going that, forward, that you got to cut that in half. And it's like only a 4% dividend. Uh, for so. those of you who care about such things, HBO Max subscribers grew by 12.5 million uh, to a little, about 69.5 million total uh, HBO Max subscribers. Um, compare that to Netflix, which. Uh, gained four million, four and a half million uh, last quarter, and is at hundreds of million subscribers. Uh, but yeah, HBO, just... HBO Max is—I mean, they're they're slowly but steady chipping away. It is taking time though, but they're growing. They're growing at a faster rate because they're not as big. So. Yeah, Dennis gave you the the twenty seven level. I'm just looking ahead of that level. You got a, a pop to twenty six forty three. If in fact you can get to that um, ahead of that twenty seven, where the papers probably stacked up, you do have a daily high at twenty six seventy seven. So had a good day yesterday off the Verizon numbers, and that that was coming off another good day. So we'll see if we find some profit takers. If you want to. Try and buy it on a gap fill here at the top of yesterday's range. You could probably do that at 2609. That's uh, not too far away, 13 there, cents away. I think there is one more quarter. It hasn't been cut yet. So there is one more quarter, I believe, of oh, um, the full dividend on AT&T. So people can argue you and say, yeah, it's still an 8% dividend. But we know they've fully announced that they're going to cut yeah, it in yeah. approximately half. They haven't maybe announced the date that that's actually going to happen. Um, so you can't look at it thinking I'm buying it on an 8% dividend going forward. You get one more payment, you know, it's, but it's, it's going down to four. You want to see at least that's what the company said, unless they change their mind. When you see something interesting is we had two airline earnings this morning and they're going in opposite directions, American and Southwest. At okay. least last I, last I checked. Um, oh. I think American Yes, slightly. Piston but, uh, trade. Those airlines always, and I'll tell you something, unless it's a really a crazy quarter of bad news specific to one airline, when you see airlines go different directions, and am I jumping in there for 1%? I'm not sure. But, you know, you see them go different directions on earnings reports. You look at them three days later, and they often come back in. So that's just the pairs trading. Um, you see AAL up, LUV down. A lot of times you'll see them go, because put those two charts on top of each other. You know, they look very similar. So, you know, this is stuff that I like to trade. Delta, you can put them in there. UAL, all these stocks are so traded against each other by professional traders that you do eventually just usually see them come in. Nothing works 100% of the time, but a lot of times these things just track each other very closely. Same thing with the oil stocks. We see one oil stock getting hammered, the other oil stock going up on an earnings report. You look at them like a week later, and a lot of times they've come back in. Quite right, well, this is a five-day chart of Southwest and American. I'm going to do a daily. 
Yeah. I mean, so there that. is a difference. And, and we know LUV's beta is lower. So you, you, when you're looking at LUV, a UAL to an AAL comparison might be a better comparison because LUV has always done hedging. You know, they've always done a lot of other things. You know, they're, they're aggressive hedgers when it comes to oil pricing. So you get them up there, though, and you can see that there's, yeah, throw them all up there. You can see there's general, you know, there's a, a, a definite strong correlation between all of those stocks. If you put Delta up there, too, DAL. Okay. All right. Let's load all right. them all up. Let's load them up. All right. All right. In the pro. But look, okay, you got American, which is a higher beta than all of the rest of them. And then you've got the other three that are like virtually 35, 34, 34. <laughs> they're identical. They're, they're virtually, and the charts are virtually identical. So you can see the difference. And there was like, obviously, American Airlines, a little bit crazier stock. But you can see still trending and kind of holding. It had, kind of had its big move back in May and then just never came all the way back in. Definite yeah. some edge there in knowing that there's a relationship. Uh, what do we got for yesterday? I'll just, you know, if you're looking to buy the, the LUV, yesterday's low was 48.86. Uh, another low at 49.21. So you look like you do have someone just kind of nibbling at the $49 area, coming back on the upside. Just kissed 50 yesterday. 49.97 was the high. Um, for AAL, boom, we're talking here. That's been on the decline. That's trading up. Are we through? I keep an eye on the two-day high here. If you're looking for a target on the upside, 1994. After that opens up a little bit into the $20 handle, but these things have backed off real quiet on the monthly chart too. the AAL look at the bottom right here been a trade to range for the last four months. That range has been basically 18 to 22. You're kind of in the middle. All right, let's do some ticker time from the chat. Someone threw a ticker out there that we haven't discussed probably in three or four years. And the reason we don't talk about it is because it doesn't trade that actively in the U.S. It does trade in the U.S., but it's not active. It doesn't trade on any exchanges. But Nintendo, Nintendo, guys. N -T too many letters here. I know it's N-T-D-O-Y. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's N-T-D-O-Y. NTDO. We talked about this. I actually knew that one. We we talked about this yeah, when Pokemon too. Go was a thing. If you guys right, you can see that run up in 2017, 2018. Oh yeah, the Pokemon right? Go. Yeah. So but we what's the news? That. Is there news on thing that looks like dead in the water? Uh oh. Why Ga I don't gaming know. stocks have not done well, we know except you know, take two has bounced back a lot, but the gaming stocks haven't done well in the last six months, really. I mean EA's gone basically nowhere. We know wow. the Zynga's been hit. We know, although I'm long Zynga again, Activision Blizzards. They're starting to show a little bit of life, though. The Tough. Nintendo's been in the gutter. I don't know. I, I, I could get... <laughs> again, I don't like buying five symbols because they're not actively traded over here. But in your long-term portfolio, could I get down and dirty at 54 55 bucks on Nintendo? I could I get yeah. talked into it? I could. I could get talked into it. Needs a catalyst. And I mean, sitting on just some monthly lows here, uh, going back to uh, earlier in the year. Or no, that was in uh, 2020. You had a low at 55. So I don't know. It just seems like it's real quiet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're shortening in a hole. I don't know where it's going. It just doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Mark Zuckerberg likes Sony better. We, we never look at Sony ever. That one does trade in the US. We never talk about that. Yeah, I know. We never talk about it. I don't know. It's kind of the same, I guess, right? Um, okay. Um, a lot remind, of other businesses and so on. Reminder, Dennis, uh, your favorite company, WeWork, is trading today as WeWork, not as the SPAC. So That's W-E. 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 Cool. We like the stock. 
Do we? I don't know. And yeah, it's lifting up here at 1038 to close. Despacked now and obviously trading up at 1155 here, getting a good lift. Wow. I, I don't I'm know, not, man. Office it. space? Office space? Yeah, I'm not chasing it. I mean, like, I heard a Yale professor talking about, well, there's going to be a lot of subleasing and everything, but I don't know. You hit 12 in the pre-market, so there's a potential target after that. We'll just see how this trades. We work. Boy, we what a story that, that was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Matt Miller dropped us a super chat and asked us about BBIG. I feel like for, in the name of the super chat, we should at least bring it up on the screen. We, we Matt, talked about it Matt yesterday. Miller, Matt Miller, Matt Miller, I would say this. If you missed it, yesterday we had uh, Ted Farnsworth on the Power Hour at 1215. I'll, I'll drop the link in the chat. We talked. What did he say? He he acknowledged that they shouldn't have dropped three SEC filings and then a press release 12 hours after the fact that clarified the file. They should have dropped yeah. the press release at the same time as the filings. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm reading the filing and I don't follow the story and I just see a, 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 I just see you know the president you know CEO and CFO resigning and yes. I'm like okay that's the reason every algo did the same thing. Yes, obviously it's trained down 25 percent. Algos don't dig into the details. They see that headline. They hit first, ask questions later. Algos aren't following story. Right. So, and then people are asking me, what's going on with BBIG? I'm like, well, CEO, CFO resigned. That's what's going on. I tweeted that out. And everybody gave me hate for it. But I'll tell you, and obviously my tweet came well after it was already trading down. So was it, you know, it, it, they should have released it in a better way. And maybe the algos wouldn't have hammered it like that. Does that mean I'm coming in and buying in the stock here? I'm not going to give my opinion on the stock. I've given it before. You know what it is. I'm not a fan, but um, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't follow the company close enough. I'm just not a fan of these stocks that are really pumped on social media. Uh, you trading range from five to nine. You're kind, of, you're coming near the bottom of the trading range. Three lows in the five area. A uh, couple highs in the nine area. Going okay. wide on that one. Okay, here's one we haven't looked at. I haven't looked at for a minute. Here is is Tigger AI. Is that still at, at making new lows every day, or is it stopped going down? Stop going down. And I will say, some of these loved growth tech darlings of the last, you know, of, of the at least you know the first half of the year, you know, that have been absolutely hammered in the last three or four months. A lot of them have stopped going down, and some of them have started to turn. I mean, Kathy Wood ETF has come back down up substantially. Dude, the, the, it's been the, a nice run the, for Kathy. The, Kathy, those charts don't look that bad to me either. The arc, the, those, those look. No, they well, good. they come back from the lows. I mean, it maybe got oversold. Obviously, got oversold. We've been buying the dip on everything, and people are hungry for growth again. So those stocks are getting bought. Yeah, so, yeah, nice. I don't know. You know which one's kind of interesting to me is the Kathy Wood, and, and I'm not following the company closely, but the BLI is kind of interesting too, really? because we know Kathy's been buying that stock relentlessly, and we know it was attacked by who, whoever it was, one of the short companies. Attack. Remember, they issued the report, and the thing really got hammered on it. Uh, but you know what? It's it's had a run, and you're in cons- four days of consolidation. I think it actually could be consolidation to move higher here too. So if I was putting this trade on, I don't have it on right now. If I was putting it on, I'd stop myself out under the 2365 low, and I'd have a target of about 30. So you're setting that up at 2560. You're two to one, two to one risk reward. It's, I, I like three to one a little bit better, but two to one's not bad. Again, see how I enter on my approach to swing trading is first I look at my risk, 
And then I look at, okay, well, if I'm risking this, how much, you know, is the, the move here? Do I like this setup? I kind of do. I like the four days of consolidation. A lot of times what you see happen, stock has a big counter move, then consolidation, and then eventually continuation of the previous move. And that's why I'm saying could happen in BLI. It's a Kathy Woodlove stock. All right, we were talking about AI, mm-hmm. and um, it forty-eight is the roadblock here for this stock. Uh, last two sessions high seven nine forty-seven ninety-four forty-eight oh five. You backed off there. Maybe what you get over the next couple days is you know you just inch your way back up so you get a running started forty-eight. Like now it'd be you know eighty cents to get up to take out forty-eight. First you got to get green on the session. Not much volume is traded, but I could see. This turning over 48 and um, coming back on the downside. I mean, you distance yourself from yesterday or the two-day low at 46. So if you want to try and pick this up on the cheap, 46.80 was yesterday's low. But above 48, I could see the tide turning. And, and you're kind of running out of sellers here, too. You had that first up month and second month was kind of ended, but they pounded it the third month, the fourth month. And it's just kind of, you know, maybe you got everyone out of, out, you know, out that wants to be out now. Maybe it's turned here, but 48 is uh, the number. Thank you, Duncan Day, for the alert. Um, DWAC is up to 12 now. It, this thing is trading with a ridiculous amount of volume this morning. Yeah. We have, we, every 15 minute bracket has millions of shares. No, millions of shares. We, we, we've traded, I don't know how many million shares this morning. We've probably traded 20 million shares this morning. Maybe that got down at 10, 40, 10, 50. It was not low 20, enough, but like, where, 10, yeah, like 10 close shares. enough. Yeah, they risk it 50 you're cents down there, like 10, 50, 10, 40. You get down there, like, you know, 10's probably going to stop it. Like, 10's probably a pretty solid bottom pre deal. So people are looking, okay, I'll risk 40, 50 cents. Look at the upside here. Now they're ripping it higher again. Now you're getting farther away from it at 1220. Like when we we're talking about a 1060 an hour ago um, or 45 minutes ago, it's a different story at 1225. Now you're 25% off of that hard bottom at $10. So um, I don't know if I chased up here. It was a lot, much more attractive at 1050, 1060. Like I said, I was looking to buy in the low tens. I was maybe a little bit too greedy. I wasn't going to get that low, but um Trump's 25 up. million shares have traded so far. Oh, it's going to be talked about in, it, in the media, yeah, too. A lot. A lot. Uh, third, I mean, if you're looking for a little target here, on, you know, I think what you know, you just have short term algorithm just trading it for the, you know, buy it at 1070, 1080, 12, you know, sell it in the 12 handle, rebuy it again if it makes a higher low. But 13 maybe is a target. So we'll wow. see a DWAC. Yeah, that's there is oh my goodness, that's a lot it's of shares. Moving. All right, guys, why don't you give us your final thoughts? I've got Peter Tuckman lurking in the background yeah. here. So All right. give a, give us your final thoughts as we uh wrap up the hour. Anyone? Uh just for me, let's go green on the session, right? We're down 875 old time closing high yesterday at 28. That coincides with uh, the pre-market high and just a little bit of a rally here, but like to see us go green on the session. Pre-market low, 10 and a quarter. Not much down there. 04 was yesterday's low. A lot 10. of rotation again. I mean, I'm seeing some stocks green, some stocks red. It's going to be the type of market where some stocks are getting hammered and other stocks are getting bought. We know some of the tech stocks have been loved. Um, it's been an impressive move for the indices. I mean, we've had a lot of move. It's overextended now is the problem. I look at this S&P move. We're up like 5% seven trading sessions so it's tough to think okay where is the next 
5%, I think you need a, a dip now. If you're coming in and buying stocks now, I think you're late to the party. I think you want to wait for the next dip. I do still think we're hitting all-time highs by the end of the year. We're not even, it's not even a bull We're very now. close, yeah. Yeah, but when Spencer was calling it, you know, and, and it was a ways away. Wagon, we were call. a lot lower. 25 so, bucks. It, it's still buy the dip mentality still out there. So you got to use the opportunities. There's a one point dip on spy a dip. I don't know. Maybe it is now, but this market just is so strong. All right, guys, have a good one. I'll catch you later. Uh, let's bring on Peter Talkman, who is um, for the second, not the first time on the show. He has he has been stuck in traffic, so he actually pulled over and hopped on a Wi-Fi to join us from his car. Peter, good morning, what? sir. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Benzinga Nation? How you doing, Spencer? You look great, kid. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I I'll be back in the office on Monday and feeling feeling solid, feeling back to myself. Uh, how you doing? It's been been a, a couple weeks since we've spoken. How you been? Uh, you know what? I've been I've been okay. I am uh, trying to just navigate through. You know, life is kind of crazy. Now you've experienced COVID, so <laughs> I've been living with it for two years. It's quite a challenge. You know, I hope you don't end up suffering from long COVID stuff. But you know what? It just kind of puts everything in perspective. And, you know, as the world tries to reopen and, and you know, there's oh, everybody is sort of I, I cannot presume what people are going through to get back to work thing, having been sick and all this other stuff. So all we can do is fight a day at a time, Spencer. The market is surely giving us enough in a, of an exciting landscape to get up every morning and, and talk about. Right. So let's talk about that. Things got a little bit choppy there for a couple of weeks, but it looks like, as we just said, by the dip seems to, it seems to always work. It's cliche, but it, it's cliche for a reason. So what is your take here? It looks like we've, we've come out of that volatility. You know what? Look, it's fascinating to watch. I love sort of having that wonderful paradox about what the market's doing, the information that's out there, and then what the media loves to play on. And how we've often talked about it, one day does not make a market, right? We've seen the, you know, historically the market just goes up. That's what it's done for 100 years. And obviously we've seen some pullbacks. But if you analyze pullbacks, right, you've got to realize that we've not seen a follow through on the pullback for quite a long time. You know, there have been so many potential obstacles for this market. The volatility, the virus, the vaccine, inflation, the Federal Reserve tapering, the China story. Uh, sorry, I'm here. Okay. Um, uh, uh, you know, so many things that could have dislocated this bull rally, right? I mean, there just is a plethora 
of things that could have really uh, 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 flourished or blossomed into a really dark story. Yet, even though the few of them only did affect the market, it was there for short term and there was never any follow through. So, you know, um, the market is strong like a bull. It's unbelievable, you know, and, and it'll bring me to another fun story. But look, you know, we've, we did see some choppy waters for a couple of weeks and it was sort of one story, two stories. We never got that perfect storm day where it was just like everything looks really dark. Maybe we did for a day. But as I keep saying, there was no follow through. There is a bit in the market, and I know Dennis was just saying, you know, is a is is a one point move down in the spy a dip? You know, at this point, it almost is because we've just seen not enough of what you'd call a normal dip or a pullback. We've seen them small, but if you're not quick to that party, you missed it. We've seen those days where we're down a little bit, and boom, you know, by ten thirty, the market's reversed and gone up. I, I I know it, well, it wasn't even like this time you had time though. This time you did have time if you wanted to buy the dip. But the question was, you know, the 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 dips were being bought, but then the rips were being sold. So it's like, uh, but it seems like seems like we've mostly come out of that. You know now. what? You know what? It's interesting to note, as I was saying, the media is fascinating. You know, they'll love to get on a dark story and they'll just pump it and pump it and pump it. You know, and, and um. So people really need to have conviction, right? Look, it's, you know, when everyone is, is uh, you know, you, you need to have a conviction that the market net net is going to go higher, that we are going to recover from the, the viruses, that the economy is going to come out of this, that tapering is not really going to dislocate a bull market, right? That inflation is here to stay. We will adapt to it as markets always do. And you need to have a conviction that the market's going to go higher. And that's when, You've got to say, okay, get your shopping list together when things do consolidate, when they do pull back and 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 and, uh, and buy. You know, that's from an investing point of view. We know, you know, we always talk about with Wall Street Global Trading Academy, the technicals, the price action has been fascinating, right? And we always talk about the fact that trade coming into earnings season, right? Buying in anticipation of a projected earnings and guidance is dangerous. Look what happened with Netflix, right? They beat. And the stocks traded up 50 bucks and down 50 bucks. And then the next day it was down $6. So it's really important that these trades are crowded. Everybody's in there. There's a, there's a new, and this is, I'm going to segue into this story, but I think it's time we really acknowledge this. There's this massive new influx of retail traders in the marketplace. I'm hoping they all become your customers and I hope that all they, you know, that they, they follow me too. But the bottom line is we can't risk, you know, whether it's the Wall Street bets guys, the Wall Street memes guys, whoever they may be, um, there is this generation phenomenon and movement of new people in this market. And they are moving the market. We saw that happen with the meme stock phenomenon way back. And we are seeing them in the market. The retail marketplace is extraordinary and full of new young traders. The problem being a lot of them don't have the education, the technicals and the fundamentals to trade this thing responsibly. But they're here. They're here. We're seeing it in this wild volatility of the UPSTs or the Myrna's, you know, or the meme stocks or whatever. We are seeing this wild move on the up and down. So my new message is, you know what? It's like if you can't fight them, join them type of a thing. I think we need to, you know, you better fight this. There was an old cigarette commercial back in the 70s. You better fight this. I'd rather fight than switch. At this point, I would rather embrace than fight it any longer. At least embrace this new community. And they will become the next generation of traders down the road. But I think it's our job, yours and mine, to share with them our experience in the market, 
whatever education we can give them, you know, and, and, and go from there. Yeah, without trying to sound all holier than that, it is my genuine hope that a lot of these people that are that have traded have been trading for the last year and a half or so, um, that they actually convert to become more investors because that's what I believe in. Uh, you know, like to my core, I believe that long-term investing is the best and also easiest way for like the regular schmo to to make to, to make money to 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 generate wealth long term and unfortunately it just it just takes time uh is, is the only downside there but but um uh that, that's my genuine belief so peter speaking of earnings season here i i guess what is your what are your initial impressions where we're really going to get like the heavy flow next week with all the big tech guys but we got tesla we got netflix we got snapchat tonight so just by and large what do you make not so much of the numbers or maybe the numbers but just the reaction to the earnings themselves you know what? Look, I mean, I know I just happened to just glaze by uh, the number. 86% of the S&P stocks that have reported have beat. Extraordinary. But we've seen that for a couple of earning seasons now. As I often will talk about, you know, the you know they, they sort of curate the expectations of the numbers so as not to disappoint, especially in, in a market and an economy that's kind of potentially fragile, even though it keeps marching higher. You know, we are still in the midst of a situation where people are wearing masks. A lot of people don't want to go back to work. And so there is that sketchiness of, are we really recovering? Are things getting back to normal? How are these companies really doing? The retail space, the bank space and whatnot. You know, the world is starting to reopen. People are, you know, and then we are up against the inflation story. Is that going to be reflected in um, uh, in this earnings season? I don't think so. So, you know, it's a matter, it's a, we, I think you need to look at the big swath of the picture. Right now, we're rea- the, the earnings that are coming out is to a sort of a slingshot of this reopening story. And we're seeing that reflected in these solid, solid numbers uh, yeah. to isolate one or the other. As I said, though, I need people to really take heed that we're seeing companies report blowout earnings, yet the stocks go down. And that is a function of a very crowded trade. That is a function of a lot of people without really knowledge of how to trade these things going forward, that maybe they were lucky enough to get long and they're just blowing it out or they're hitting hitting buttons that without sort of a lot of, uh, of, of experience or just a very crowded trade. There's a lot of option stuff going on. There are people sure. trading. You know, that is one of the safest ways to trade a pre-earnings release game without getting yourself blown out is to trade it on the option side, right? So, uh, and then you're seeing whatever happens in equities around that. I think we got to touch on the fact that this crypto market is out of control. I think that's incredibly exciting and it's been something I've resisted to get involved in. I don't get involved in it personally, but it's fascinating to watch. Peter, come on. There is no excuse now. You have a futures ETF. There is no excuse. (laughs) Well, I now have my own ETF, my own NFT coming up. Look, the, oh, the Beto uh, uh, ETF is extraordinary. I really think that puts a whole added uh, uh, legitimacy to this thing. Yep. It is being traded on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. I posted the other yesterday, uh, two days ago, I posted a picture of the signage on the floor of the Stock Exchange, a BITO, the new Bitcoin ETF, and it got 6,000 views. Well, I didn't talk about it. I didn't do anything. All it was was just the signage on the floor. So obviously everyone's super excited. It does give it some crazy legitimacy. Yeah, I'm pulling up the stat right now, but I'm pretty sure um, 
it's already over a billion dollars in assets, and it's been two days. It's been two days. This thing is taking in a billion dollars. It's absolute madness. That's that's a record. If, in case you're wondering, the GLD uh, what was the record holder, but it's. I mean, there's so much demand. Um, so oh, much look! Demand. If you want to get exposure to the to the crypto space, and you can't afford sixty six thousand for some Bitcoin. $41 is a reasonable number to get involved and get exposure to it. That is the wonders of the ETF market, right? And they've been trading now for two days. Volume's been, what, 20 million plus every day? Isn't that what the volume, daily volume has been? Yeah, yeah. here, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up, actually. It's, <laughs> it's wild. Question. It's wild. wild. Let's see. Uh, volume on day one was 24. We'll call it 24 and a half million. Volume on day two, we'll call it, we'll round up 30 million. Um extraordinary insane and yeah extraordinary is a great word it's what it is and it just shows that there is clearly a ton of demand out there so peter talkman is the einstein of wall street joining us live from his car somewhere in downtown manhattan the links to his uh his twitter his trading academy are in the description of this video uh peter always a pleasure sir great Um, you spencer can i give one quick shout out to to um so everybody should check this out it's going to be launching in the next 48 hours uh, it's part of the Wall Street memes uh, community, and that is in the hundreds of thousands. They are launch- launching 10,000 NFTs. I want everyone to get on board this thing and check it out. 10,000 NFTs called the Bulls of Wall Street. Go to the Wall Street memes page. It's already a pre-sale. There may be a few bulls left, but it's going to be super, super fun. There's going to be some celebrity bulls, and there's kind of like a Pokemon thing. These are these generative NFTs that are going to be all Wall Street bulls. Each one will be different. There's going to be a a, uh, a Nancy Bolosi, there's going to be a, um, a, J- a Jack Dorsey bull, and there's going to be an Einstein and Wall Street bull, and there are going to be 10,000 of them. They're going to be open on, back on OpenSea in the next couple of weeks when they actually launch out, but everyone should check it out. It's sort of a fun exposure to the space. These guys have done the homework. The protocol is, is really spectacularly done, and it may be something people will have fun with. So check it out. Wall Street. Peter meets- Tuckman, getting into the NFT game. I dig Woo! it. You I know what? It. If you got if you got to put them like this, you got to get into the NFT space, Spencer. You gotta, I guess. Well, what am I doing here, Peter? Always a pleasure, sir. Have a good rest of your day. Good luck. All Bye. right. Hey, I'm gonna hop off here. Uh, it's nine thirteen. We're gonna do live trading uh, right now. Actually, when when this show ends, we're gonna I'm gonna redirect straight to that stream. We'll start up in a minute or so, and we're just gonna hang out. And we we're, we're gonna bring on. Chris Catchy to talk about uh, there's there's going to be no SPAC stack today, which is kind of sad because there's a lot of SPAC news. So we'll we'll bring Chris on um, during the show coming up next to just talk about you know all the SPAC stuff and and I mean the volume this morning in in WAC uh, is is pretty wild. Um, didn't see a huge volume take up at nine. I would have thought you would because that's when Robinhood opens up, but. Saw some increase, but not as big as I would have thought. Anyway, it's traded 25, 30 million shares this morning. So wild stuff here. So um, stay tuned. Stay with us. Live trading. Myself, Zunaid, Ryan Fluna, Chris Catchy will join us. Tony Benson will join us. We'll have fun. We'll hang out. Um, smash that like button, please, and thank you. And please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to Peter. Thanks to everyone in our chat. The chat, you guys definitely like did a good job of like reining yourselves in, right? Uh, I know the first few minutes were, were a bit touch and go, where people were just lob, lobbing political bombs left and right, but we were able to we moved past it together, and I think we all did a good job. So um, stay with us. Live trading starting in a few minutes. I'm gonna hop off. Everyone, good luck. 
uh, with your day and I'll see you on the next show. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.